You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. The serious side of the J. Rouse Show is coming up next right here on the TJRS Radio Network online radio at its best. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. 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 No more, it's none of my business. No more, I'm sure they'll work it out. No more, boys will be boys. No more, I'll say something next time. No more, why didn't she tell anyone? No more, she was flirting with him. No more, she's too smart to let that happen. No more, not my problem. No more, he didn't mean it. No more, why doesn't she just leave? No more, he said he was sorry. No more, she was drunk. No more, she was asking for it. No more, she seems just fine to me. No more, she should have been more careful. No more, we don't talk about that. No more bystanding. No more ignorance. No more excuses. No more. No more. No more. WWE Superstar Big Show here to tell you if you've been drinking, get a ride. Take a cab. Find another safe way to get home. Cops all across the country are cracking down on drunk driving. They will see you before you see them. Drive sober or get pulled over. Online radio at its best. Online radio at its best. Hey, 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 good day. If you're ready, map of the south. Let's do this. I'm telling you, I am first. Very honored that you would join me tonight. He has a very limited time spot, so we want to bring in Mr. Alan Sarrow right away. Hey, how are you, Kathleen? You know what? I'm going to make you do what I do, baby. Man, what's crack a baby? What's crack a It's time for the serious side of the Jay Rowe Show. Don't try to call me out, princess. You can take your love and true purpose and stick it. She's a bitch. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. Network. Good Sunday morning to you folks. Welcome to the serious side of the J. Rouse Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network, online radio at its best. I'm the show's host, J. Rouse. We should be up and running pretty soon. We apologize for the inconvenience. So sit back and relax and enjoy some smooth jazz until then. You're in tune to the serious side of the J. Rouse Show right here on the TJRS Radio Network online radio at its best. We should be broadcasting very soon. Keep it locked right here. Sunday morning to you folks. Welcome to the serious side of the J. Rouse Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network, online radio at its best. I'm the show's host, J. Rouse. We should be up and running pretty soon. 
we apologize for the inconvenience. So sit back and relax and enjoy some smooth jazz until then. You're in tune to the serious side of the J. Rouse Show right here on the TJRS Radio Network online radio at its best. We should be broadcasting very soon. Keep it locked right here. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. Network. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Windsor Johnston. Passengers aboard a cruise ship off the coast of California are expected to disembark on Monday after nearly two weeks at sea. The Trump administration announced on Friday that 21 passengers traveling on the Grand Princess tested positive for coronavirus. The ship is scheduled to dock in the port of Oakland on Monday. 3,500 people from 54 countries are aboard the ship. Missouri has recorded its first case of coronavirus. Sarah Fentum from St. Louis Public Radio reports a young woman has tested positive for the illness, which has spread to more than a dozen U.S. states. The woman had recently returned from studying abroad in Italy, one of the countries with a large number of coronavirus cases. The woman notified local health authorities after she became sick with respiratory problems and a high fever. She and her family are currently in isolation at their home. The woman is expected to recover. Missouri Department of Health and Senior Services Director Randall Williams says because the case was contracted abroad, Missourians are still at low risk. This is not community transmitted. This is what we've been looking for, which is travel acquired. State officials have only tested 26 people in Missouri for the virus. For NPR News, I'm Sarah Fenton in St. Louis. Lawmakers in Virginia have passed new gun restrictions, limiting purchases to one per month and requiring background checks for all gun sales. Roberto Rodan with member station BPM reports the legislation is in response to a mass shooting in Virginia Beach last summer. A bill sponsored by Democratic Delegate Juwan Ward of Hampton would make it illegal for dealers to sell or rent a gun without running a criminal background check. Virginia Democrats initially wanted background checks for firearm transfers as well, but that was blocked by the more conservative Senate Democrats. Both houses also agreed to restore a law from the 1990s restricting gun purchases to one per month. The two bills are the last of a series of gun control measures that Democrats set out to pass this year after winning total control of the state legislature last November. All of the legislation still needs to be signed by Governor Ralph Northam. For NPR News, I'm Roberto Roldan in Richmond. The president of Turkey has been invited to Brussels for talks amid escalating tensions. Terry Schultz reports both Turkey and the European Union are accusing each other of violating a 2016 migration pact. Turkish President Recep Tayyip Erdogan opened his borders with the EU after its leaders refused to pay him more than the 6 billion euros that had been agreed to in exchange for blocking migrants and refugees from leaving Turkey. EU Foreign Policy Chief Joseph Burrell says Erdogan's threats are an unacceptable way to push for further support. 
it's unclear what's on the table for negotiation in the Monday talks. That's Terry Schultz reporting from Brussels. You're listening to NPR News in Washington. Coming up next on the serious side. Yeah. I want to get you up to date on some breaking political news just in CBS News reporting that Michael Bloomberg will drop out of the presidential race. And I'm glad to say I endorse Joe Biden, and I hope you will join me in working to make him the next president of the United States of America. Senator Elizabeth Warren is ending her presidential campaign. She is speaking to reporters right now. Let's listen. Sending my campaign for president. Um, I say this with a deep sense of gratitude for every single person who got in this fight, every single person who tried on a new idea. Breaking right now, Senator Amy Klobuchar has announced that she is suspending her campaign. It's so good to be in South Bend. Sometimes the longest way around really is the shortest way home. Here we are. In the last few years, America has faced enormous challenges, from an economy in transition to a climate on the brink, to a president sowing chaos and discord across the very country he is responsible for uniting. It's so good to be in South Bend. Sometimes the longest way around really is the shortest way home. Here we are. In the last few years, America has faced enormous challenges, from an economy in transition to a climate on the brink, to a president sowing chaos and discord across the very country he is responsible for uniting. Our campaign, a campaign which is... Let me start with my headline tonight. I'm retiring. This is the last hardball on MSNBC. And obviously, this isn't for lack of interest in politics. As you can tell, I've loved every minute of my 20 years as host of Hardball. Every morning I read the papers, and I'm gung-ho to get to work. Death Row inmate in Alabama now has only hours to live, and the son of the civil rights icon, Martin Luther King Jr., is calling on the governor in that state to stop his scheduled execution. Welcome to the serious side of the Jay Wilde Show with Mrs. Vanessa Maybell, Mr. Jerome Esprit, the official texter of the show, Mr. Johnny D, and Mr. Elias. Now here is your host, Jay Wilde. It's Sunday morning, and it's the serious side, and I'm Jay Wilde. Here are the things that we will be talking about today, March 8th, 2020. You know what it is. It is down to two. Well, actually, two and a half. Biden, Sanders, and that person. Why? All right, folks, it's where the fireworks really begin. We'll see what happens as they begin to square off against each other. And as you heard, a lot of people have decided to call it quits. What happens next? We'll see. Tune in. Check it out. Also, an inmate was uh, executed in Alabama this past week. 
tell you what, boy, that's so final, that's so permanent. We're going to talk about that as well. It is the serious side, and it starts right now. And let me start by bringing in my sis. Oh, my God, what a morning it's been. Uh, but let me bring my sis in. She is just uh, an avid CNN watcher and MSNBC watcher. Let's bring her in. My girl, Vanessa May Belly from the Mackinac. Good morning, Vanessa. How are you doing? Oh, I'm so proud of you for getting the system up and working this morning because it is such an important Sunday morning to be discussing stuff. How are you, J. Ryle? How are you doing? Woo, I got sweat on my brow. I got sweat on my brow. I have to tell you all about this one. Woo, but we're here. We're up in this thing. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I tell you all about it. Now, this is something that I really get a chance to do at the beginning of the show, but he is what I call the smartest man in the world. I have to kind of make this up. I'm used to introducing him so early. But he is in the house, the one and only Mr. Jerome is free from his free radio.net and the man who brings you on a weekly basis, on a need-to-know basis. What's going on, brother? How are you doing this morning? Man, I'm good. How you doing? <laughs> Got sweat on my bra. I'll tell you all about it. All right. <laughs> 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 oh man, the man who gets the first and last word here on the serious side, the one and only Mr. L to the E to the S. Good morning, sir. How you doing this morning? Good morning, good morning, good morning, all. Good morning, Jerome. Good morning, Jay. And good morning, Nessa. Morning, man. Of course, John. Johnny D uh, is not here this morning. Uh, obviously, it's the first Sunday of the month, and you know, and Johnny D, boy, you know he got it going on. You know, he's praising the Lord, which he should. So he'll check in from time. He may check in. He may not check in. Well, you know how it is. Tell you what, I got to be running too. All right, so it is the serious side. Good morning. Welcome in three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. What a morning. Uh, whew, it's a morning. I tell you, first of all, the time change threw me off, as you can tell. It is it is nine o'clock central, ten o'clock ten o'clock east coast, and seven o'clock on the west coast. And your boy was thrown off by that. When I tell you, I'm getting up thinking I got time. I'm like, what? Oh my lord! Everything started going off. So the show is in. I tell you what, uh, I'm gonna take a bow because to get this thing together in a short period of time, uh, I'm gonna pat myself on the back. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Jay, Thank you very much. Jay, Jay, let me, Jay, Jay, let me say this publicly, man, and, and I mean this with all sincerity. You should take a bow every Sunday, my brother. You should take a bow every Sunday. Yes, sir. Oh man, look at look at this guy yeah. here, man. Y'all trying to. What y'all trying to do, man? Y'all trying to make a strong brother get weasy this morning? I ain't going to fall for the banana of the tailpipe. I ain't falling for this nonsense. I'm not falling up. That's what they do. They kill you with niceness, and then they're going to come after you. Jerome and Mr. Elias has conspired. He's here early for some reason. I got to keep my guards up. Hold on. really all proud of you because you sound so stressed out this morning. I ain't falling for the banana of the tailpipe. I'm not falling for the banana of the tailpipe. I ain't falling hey, for it, brother. brother. I just started to give you a compliment, man. My fault. I won't well, do that. I know, right? Just robbing. Oh, sorry. Okay. Keep them coming, Miss Elias. Keep them coming. All right. The world-famous <laughs> chat room should be open, and you can get in there yeah. and do your thing. Also, Chatterbox comes up in about an hour and a half, so you can always get shy. You can, you know, reach out to us there. All right. Without any further ado, since we have some technical difficulties, which had a lot to do with the chaos I was dealing with this morning, without any further ado, let's get the party started. Yeah. Want to get you up to date on some breaking political news just in CBS News reporting that Michael Bloomberg will drop out of the presidential race. And I'm glad to say I endorse Joe Biden 
and I hope you will join me in working to make him the next president of the United States of America. Senator Elizabeth Warren is ending her presidential campaign. She is speaking to reporters right now. Let's listen. Ending my campaign for president. Um, I say this with a deep sense of gratitude for every single person who got in this fight, every single person who tried on a new idea. Breaking right now, Senator Amy Klobuchar has announced that she is suspending her campaign. It's so good to be in South Bend. Sometimes the longest way around really is the shortest way home. (laughs) Here we are. In the last few years, America has faced enormous challenges, from an economy in transition to a climate on the brink, to a president sowing chaos and discord across the very country he is responsible for uniting. Everybody's gone. It's just two left. That's Uncle Joe and Mad Max Bernie Sanders. All right, so now the Democratic field is cleared up. What is one more left? Call her point five. Tulsi Calvert is still in. I'm not sure what she's up to. All right, but let's get the conversation started right there. All right, this week, uh, a lot of people jumped out of the presidential campaign for the Democratic side, at least. And people were saying that... Mr. Obama, that's what they're calling him, said Mr. Obama started sending out signals saying, hey, it is time to uh, consolidate, it's time to try to put the party together, even though he's not endorsing somebody. Cool Hand Luke was working behind the scenes from what reports are saying. So let's start right there, Mr. Elias. Now that the dust is cleared, what say you, man? What do you think? Well, you know, something, man, they, they, the two front runners have emerged. And I don't know why the third woman is still there. I, she won, she won two delegates <laughs> on Super Tuesday. Um, so let's just let's man. She needs to drop out anyway. She's insignificant. But you know, let's see where this goes. You know, I think a lot of people are throwing their support behind Biden because you know, obviously Trump is scared of Biden. You know, obviously he is. I, if he wasn't scared, I mean, he wouldn't have tried to get the dirt on him. And 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 Ukraine. So obviously he's scared of him, and and Russia thinks that his best chance to win, Trump's best chance to win, is against Bernie Sanders because he's a socialist. So that's that's the way that cookie crumbles. So I think everything has turned out the way it's supposed to play out. Bottom line is, I think Biden will take Trump and whoop his, you know what. Well, Vanessa, once again, the field is cleared out. And so now, you know, so uh, Amy's come out and supported Joe Biden. You know, Pete Buttigieg's done the same thing. Elizabeth Warren did not come out and endorse Joe Biden. But then again, she didn't come out and endorse who everyone thought she would coalesce around, uh, Bernie Sanders. Matter of fact, when you listen to what she talked about during her, uh, when she decided to suspend, suspend her, her campaign, she said nothing but nice things about Joe. And she went after Bernie and his supporters about some of the vitriol that they've been distributed you know, that's been distributed towards her or pointed towards her. And so that being said, what do you think about the clear out and who do you think Warren's going to endorse? Um, well, she's mad at Bernie because I've been listening to her and she's been interviewing with everybody, Rachel Maddox and everybody. She um she said that Bernie's the people 
working behind the scenes, passed out some of her people's telephone numbers and addresses, and they got emails and stuff, and was sending those poor people hate mail and derogatory letters and stuff in the mail um, and by email. Uh, I, that's just horrible that they would pass out people's personal information. I personally do not think that she is going to endorse uh, Bernie Sanders. I do believe that uh, Elizabeth is going to wait and see what it is that she can get from Bernie, if she, I mean, from Joe, if she endorses him. I, because she said she's not finished. We're trying to make sure that some of her people, her women, her this, her that, get some things that they need. I think that she needs to sit down with Biden and say, if I give you my support, what are you going to give me? I believe she I believe she is. I believe she's going to support Biden. But there ain't going to be no time soon. She's going to hold out another week or two before she do anything. But guess what? He doesn't need her support. He doesn't need her. He's going to, if he gets Michigan last night, I don't know. I wouldn't listen. But if he got Michigan, California ain't came all out. He swept the South. I was so proud of Texas. I didn't know what to do. I think Biden's going to be okay. And he got that super PAC behind him financially putting up money for him. Hmm. Okay. All right, Jerome, you know, Senator Kamala Harris has come out, you know, I think this morning or late last night and supported, uh, endorsed Joe Biden. Uh, some people are saying, why now? You know, why didn't you do it before the California primary? So what do you think about that move? And give me your uh, opinion on the clear-out, man. What do you think what happens next? Um... Okay. So you want <laughs> you want my personal opinion on it? Oh, yeah, you know just, what? Here's, just here's give me your thoughts. Yeah, give me your thoughts on on the on this whole clearing out. What you think about the events of last week, and you know, and then Kamala Harris? Why don't you Why don't you do it so late? Why didn't she do it before the California primaries? Well, first of all, they didn't they didn't have a choice. And um, I just want to reiterate what I I did see some people say this on TV, and it's very much true. B- thank black people, <laughs> right? Everybody was was like, Joe doesn't have money. He can't do it. He's old and whatever. Black folks spoke in South Carolina, and it changed the world in this piece. The world was totally different a week ago than it is now. And it is because, not just black folks, too, because in South Carolina, there's a Republican county in South Carolina, strongly Republican held. Joe Biden um, pretty much got... About 10,000 more votes, or, or that county pulled out 10,000 more votes than Obama did in 2008, and 20,000 more votes than 2016, and they went to Biden. And I I don't know why, you know, again, anybody professional at this stuff could not see that kind of stuff coming. Because when you watch media, when you watch television, they're trying to give you a perspective, then actually telling you what's going on on the ground. So if um, when it comes down to it, everybody else had to fall in line. The reality slapped them in the face in South Carolina that they made no inroads with um, um, suburban white women. They didn't make any inroads with no black folks. Um, Warren didn't pick up any constituency in South Carolina. Like, that's a conservative state. So if you want to talk about what Buttigieg should have did or Warren should have done or Klobuchar, they did nada in there. And black folks just solidified it. So the, the political reality that set in was if this, if this is a microcosm that's going to happen in all these other states as far as getting a foothold in any other community, 
we can't do it. So it hit them in the face. It wasn't like they voluntarily said, hey, I want to support Joe. Their political lives were at stake right at that point. Buddha just had to realize that. If he would have, if he would have not endorsed, he was not even a factor in South Carolina. The only reason that anybody would actually talk to that fool now is because he's supporting Biden. So they need to keep their political life. We're talking about the longevity side that they, Klobuchar and all those guys, are going to have to support him. Biden's in a, in a position where he didn't need them. Now, they helped him in Super Tuesday um, probably get over a threshold that he probably wouldn't have gotten. But believe me, that demographic wasn't going to change and switch to them on Super Tuesday. So when Bloomberg saw that, when, um, you know, all these other people saw it, there was nothing they could do. Even in Warren's case, even though she took longer, they know they could not um, do anything to change the dynamic, that inevitable outcome. So even with what's going on now with Bernie Sanders, him trying for him to try to throw mud on, on um, Biden before this Tuesday, he does not have enough time to change that dynamic. And he don't even know what to do, which is the, the worst mm. part. So their strategy sucks because he started off like from day one saying, hey, the millionaires and billionaires are supporting Biden. Well, if they were, Biden, Biden would have had some money. Right? Yeah. I thought so, that was a weird yeah, argument there right. because so, he was he yeah, was struggling all the time to get money. Yeah. Right. It's a weird argument because voters know that Joe Biden didn't have any money because everybody was reporting on that so that they diminished Joe Biden's stature. But he has only one argument, and that's against billionaires and millionaires. And now he is he has more money than Joe Biden. Right? It's true. Like Bernie Sanders is Everybody rich than Joe Biden. Everybody got more money than Joe Biden. Yes. <laughs> Uncle so, Joe is broke. So, well, I'm broke now, but... but I, no, I, no, no, I'm saying, like, personally. No, no, I know, I know. And that's what I'm talking about. Joe Biden is the brokest senator that was in Congress during his time. You know why? Yeah, that's why, I, look, that's why President Obama uh, told him, hey, look, I'll give you the money for the house when everything was kind of going south with, with Bo Biden. But so, anyway, go ahead and finish your thought he's, he's not, he's not hope. So, here's the thing. Joe, Joe Biden... As, as he was in Congress or the Senate for all these years, Joe Biden sat on committees that didn't have a lot of lobbyists. So Joe Biden does not know lobbyists. So when it came time, he wasn't on the tax reform committees or he was on, like, the judicial committee and stuff. You don't have lobbyists over there. So for Biden to raise money, it's the lobbyists who throw money in campaigns. So they wouldn't throw it to Joe Biden because over the years he shunned all of that. That's why he, he does not have the money in his coffers, and that's why it's difficult for him to raise money, is because he did not spend his political career messing with people who lobbied him. So there's very fundamental reasons why he's in that position. So I just wanted to say all of that to say that um, nobody saw Joe Biden coming, except for a few people, and it's problematic that now the mainstream of the Democratic Party needs to act like Joe Biden is holding it down for status quo. It is black people he need to think and that they need to have uh, um, some kind of say in what goes forward is black people, not working class white folks. Don't start that nonsense up. And I know they already did, but it was the people who they always discount is black people who held that thing together. Well, yeah, they're, not doing it this, they're not doing it this election. And I wanted to choke less than you for saying y'all would only, that you were the only one starting coming, and I'm the only one still donating. 
If I didn't think Joe Biden no, no, was no, coming, I, know you did. I wouldn't have been in the machine. What are you talking about, Vanessa? Oh, boy, she's been drinking earlier this morning. All right, look, Miss Elliott, no, a question for you, they man. know what I'm talking about, Jay. Yeah, Vanessa violent this morning, man. You, you know, we got to pray for you. All right, listen, I got a question for you, Mr. Elias, real quick before we get out this set. Uh, you see? Yeah, I'm praying for you. All right, so we saw that after uh, Bernie Sanders took that lick in, and he's still ticking. The first commercial that he put out was this commercial of him and his, his bro, Barack Obama. I mean, is this, yeah. I mean, come on, everybody, like like Jerome just said, everybody can see through this nonsense. Well, I would like to think everybody, because remember, what I well, remember, but what was reported afterwards were people were calling different talk shows saying, has President Obama endorsed Bernie Sanders? So people who are watching this stuff like you and I, like all of us, and people who listen to the show, it's one thing, but for folks who's not keeping up with this and they see this commercial, it's like, wait a minute. Uh-oh, President Obama just jumped into the fray. What do you think about that move, man? Was it classless, was it low life, or was it desperation? All the above. It was, it was all the above. Thank you for that. All I thought it was classless. Above. Wow. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah it was, man. Because, you know, so, man, he was the one trying. He was going to run against uh, the president during the... Uh, it was the he, primary, he, yeah. The president going to run up. Yeah. So, come on, man. It was classless. Let's do it. Let's call it what it was. It is what it is. You know, bottom line, the man that he did not like President Obama, he didn't like his policies. So now you, well, now you know, on him because we're, he's a we're going to the extreme with that. He, he listen, remember now when he was running for re-election in Vermont, he asked then Senator Obama, Senator, uh, it's hard to even say now, Senator Obama to come out and uh, stump for him. So it's not. I don't think it's a fact that he doesn't like him. I just think that Bernie Sanders is like a lot of people. You know, to run for president, you have to have a huge ego. And in my opinion, this guy. You know, look, it, to me, even with Joe Biden, he, this is his third run. I mean, sometimes you got to know when the writing's on the wall. And for Bernie Sanders, you know, it's like somebody should primary because he was thinking about his own ambitions. He wants to push this Medicare for all. He wants to do all these different things. And I'm going to tell you something, America's not ready for it. And like Jerome said, the African-American community, in every show I've watched, all I hear is talking about black folks, black folks, black folks. Yeah, 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 y'all know. In the remaining states that are up for grabs, guess what? The demographics favor Joe Biden. So, Vanessa, give me your final one on this. Final thoughts on this one. I didn't catch the first part about whoever the senator was or whatever that, but Joe Biden was going to take this. There are too many people, and I kept saying that black people, older black people, we're not going to vote for Bernie Sanders. And Bernie Sanders pulled it in San Antonio only because he has the Latino vote because they won't, and I'm not being funny, they want the free, free, free. The black kids here at Texas Southern University stood in line until after midnight, and the last man left at 1 o'clock in the morning, and he voted for Biden. So I'm just saying, Biden is going to take it. Bernie Sanders is not going to, he's not going to get these other states. He's not going to get them. Biden's going to take it. And that was the on, views and opinions of Vanessa. Huh? What you say, Mr. Elias? On a side, on a side note, the voter suppression was in effect that night. Unbelievably, it was. Yes, voter it suppression. was. They closed. They closed down polling places all over the place. 
They had a certain amount of polling places, so people had to stand in line like they were in South Africa for hours and hours and hours just to vote. And they still stood in line to vote, so what does that tell you, Republicans? Yep. Stop with the voter suppression. Stop. Stop. And James, you don't be on Facebook. You kept being on Facebook saying, stay in line, stay in line. Don't get out of line, Austin, Texas, because the college in Austin, Texas, the kids were standing in line five hours. We were on, on there saying, Texas Southern University, stay in line, stay in line. And they did. They heard our cry because I was doing it publicly trying to get these people to stay in line in Texas. Some people were side messaging saying, right. I've got to get out of line, ma'am. I'm just saying. Well, I say well, people are very feisty this morning, and thank you, Miss Elias, for closing out the set. All right, speaking of black voters, you know, uh, the Democrats are not the only people out there who are trying to uh, coalesce the black vote. Uh, there's another person that's out there trying to get black people to step up to the plate as well, and that's that's the subject of this week's edition of In Four Minutes or Less. Something that you need to know. Whew. Got to wipe my brow and take a bow. You're listening to the serious side of the J. Ross Show right here on the TGRS Radio Network online radio at its best. We'll be right back after this. President Trump has not received high marks from most black voters, but with an election this year, his campaign is looking to peel off at least some support from African Americans. NPR White House reporter Aisha Roscoe traveled to Milwaukee to see how that effort's going. I need Jerome Smith is a black pastor and a Republican. That's him opening a Trump campaign event in Milwaukee, a city the Republican Party had written off for years. It's part of a new strategy called Black Voices for Trump. Smith starts the event with a prayer. Then cap your angels around the White House, O oh God, like only you can, O oh God. Touch our president, O oh God. We're like in a storefront on the north side of Milwaukee. On the walls, there are pictures of Abraham Lincoln and black lawmakers from the Reconstruction era. Fifty people are here listening to Smith pray. And this wasn't the only time the political event felt a bit like church. Smith and the other speakers each tell their stories, testimonies, if you will. They talk about what it's like to be a Republican when most African Americans are Democrats. There's a lot of friends I've lost along this journey, but I figured out something. I ain't never lost a friend that I didn't have. Amen? The campaign wants to set up offices in black neighborhoods in states with tight races, like Wisconsin, where Trump won by less than a percentage point. Getting more black voters could seal the deal for him this time. Cecilia Johnson is a black Republican activist. She tells her story about making the switch to the GOP. A lot of people just looked at it as a betrayal of my blackness. Maybe, you know, you just really hate black people. You're not going to tell me I hate my mama now. That's what you're not going to do. Okay. <laughs> Johnson says Trump does not get enough credit for the First Step Act, which lowered sentences for some drug offenses. And this is something that the black community has talked about since I was a little girl. And then we finally get it. And we're just sitting there folding our arms like, oh, but what about this? What about that? What about that? It's not good enough. Criminal justice reform, low black unemployment, and support for historically black colleges, those are the issues that the campaign hopes to drive home. Trump's been making this case. Here he is at the White House celebrating Black History Month. Black American unemployment has reached an all-time low. In the history of our country, it's the best, best we've ever done. That crowd was all in, but Trump only won 8% of the black vote last time. Democrats know what Trump's trying to do, so they're determined to retake Wisconsin, and that means making sure black voters turn out. 
One progressive group has been working on this since 2017. Black Leaders Organizing for Communities, or BLOCK, has been knocking on doors and talking to thousands of people. Executive Director Angela Lang says the new Republican strategy does change the dynamic in the area, but... I think it's, it's too late. You can't set up shop and, you know, almost march um, when the election is in November and assume that people are just going to automatically come out and vote for you. And at that Republican shop in Milwaukee, there were signs that courting more black voters is not going to be easy. The office was vandalized shortly after it opened last month. And many people at the Black Voices for Trump event seemed to be politically connected, not necessarily voters curious about making a switch. At a Milwaukee shopping center before the event, I caught up with Quinn Taylor. He says he's open to voting for Republicans. They speak more prosperity. Um, I like the faith base. They're strong. Taylor is the perfect target. He's 39, he helps run a local Facebook group about black-owned businesses, and he was at the event. He backed former President Barack Obama, but sat out in 2016. He tells me he's now an independent, but he's not sold on Trump. I don't like a lot of the comments that he makes. Um, I don't like that he's kind of thin-skinned, always got to react. Um, I don't like how he treat women. I don't like a lot of the, the racial comments that he made. Taylor's not alone. More than 8 in 10 black Americans say they believe Trump is a racist. That's according to a Washington Post-Ipsos poll. Taylor says this might be his first year not voting for a Democrat. Still, he has some reservations about Trump. Supporting the Republican Party fully, to me, is still supporting Trump. That's the decision that I'm really stuck on. Can I really make that, that commitment? Can I really make that change? So there's still some convincing to do. Aisha Roscoe, NPR News, Milwaukee. Welcome back in. 347-850-1272. Uh, it's 38 minutes after the hour. I, you know, I'm going to do something different uh, that I normally, that we never, we've never done uh, in the history of uh of uh, informative, so that's something that you need to know. I, I think I want to, I don't know, let me get a vote. I think I want to talk about what I just heard. What about y'all? I mean, wow. I mean, is can, can we can we make a shift? I mean, do y'all want to talk about what we just heard? Oh, my goodness. Wow. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah, I, hear, I hear crickets. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay. Maybe, maybe. Come on, man. How many, how many black people so I don't think it's worth the conversation. Uh, yeah, really. Now, wait a minute now, you know, Vanessa. What you say is... Go ahead, Miss Elliott. You know damn well as good as a racist. You know he is. Come on, man. Really? You know, look look at his look at his logic. Look at the Central Park Five. He is yet to apologize for trying to send innocent black men to the death to to the to death. To sentence them to death. He stopped black people from moving. Him and his father had law, uh, lawsuits against them from stopping black people to move into their into their their their, their, their apartment buildings. Come on, man. This guy is a racist. And in Charlottesville, what did he say? There's good people on both sides. So the Klans are good people? Klansmen are good people? Are you kidding me? I would vote for that crap? Come on, man. Stop. Uh-uh. uh-uh. You know what's so alarming about that whole thing, Jerome? It's hearing people who talk like us, who act like us, 
who probably like the same things that we like, but for some odd reason, their vision is going somewhere else. Just like the young brother at the end of that piece talked about, well, I don't like the way he, you know, can I really vote? Can you really vote for him? I mean, is that, is that even an option? Well, I know he says some racist things. He's, he's thin-skinned it. But my goodness, I mean, come on, bro. I mean, what you was know, that? I really feel... Um, wow! Yeah, I, I'm never, like, um, mad at black people who do that. I, I really feel bad for them. Like, how can wow. you not... You know what I mean? Like, that is... That is uh, to not have any kind of awareness like that is sad. Right, so as much as you try to get them to, you know, get people to look at history and we talk about that stuff, I'm not going to go through reasons why anybody should or should not vote for Trump. I think it's way too obvious that we're not going to reiterate that today. But I think it's sad that we go through scenarios where people don't, when you have people who don't know they're they're oppressed, they they believe what their oppressor has taught them. So they're technically have been conquered. So that's not that's not freedom. So I don't I don't I'm not mad at them. I feel bad for them. Right? And so it was just like watching Bloomberg have all these people in Congress endorse them, get all these black folks there, and everybody's like, they're buying them. And even when I saw, you know, Bobby Russ, Black Panther, one of the co founders of Black Panthers, when he supported Bloomberg, I just kinda looked at it and said, Don't be mad at these guys. Whatever deal they had to make, let them do it. We can let them off the hook. And South Carolina let all of them off the hook by by voting for somebody else, right? We didn't jump on them and say, you're horrible people or whatever. We're like, we can tell that something's wrong with that dude, right? And so when black people do that in particular, I, I mean, no matter what race they are, but when black people do that, I feel I feel sad for them. Because they they pretend to be conscious and uh, and say you know we want to lay hands on him and pray for him for whatever reason but oh I hate the Democratic guy the Democrats are racist and crazy too but the problem is somebody is actively trying to kill you <laughs> like that's a big difference than somebody who doesn't want to feed you oh, there's a wow, big difference I, I just thought I thought it was alarming to to, to kind of hear it and when you hear it just raw it's it really and truly is because, you know, I, feel, I don't know if I feel sorry for them. I think that these are people out there. It's almost like the coronavirus, and, you know, and I'm not trying to make light of that by no stretch of the imagination. But it's the same thing. The coronavirus is, is being passed from person to person to person to person. And like, you know, Trump, like it talked about, you know, he had this event at the White House. The next thing, one of the people that she was out, you know, blacks for Trump. It's like a disease. You know, and, and, you know, to me, even a small percentage in certain areas of the country could turn the election, I think. And so, I mean, I think, and I'm not, you know, I don't want to talk about this because this is a subject. I think that this is one of the things that, one of the things that people talk about, you know, every now and then I get a chance to kind of read some of the remarks throughout the week. You know, this is a teaching moment. I mean, it is our obligation to when we hear nonsense is to stop all the presses, and talk about the nonsense right then and there so we can be the vaccine that stops this stuff from spreading. This is nuts to listen to people talk like this. And you forgot about everything this guy has done? 
He is still working to get rid of the Affordable Care Act. But yet still, every time mm-hmm. he's in front of a television screen, he's talking about, I'm trying to, you know, save precondition, uh, your precondition, uh, what you got? How? When you're trying to get rid of it. And now, and he's trying to cut the, the Supreme Court is even for the great take a look at this. Yes. What you say, Mr. Yes. Yes. He's for all that stuff. He, he's taking track. Then he sits there and says he's going to cut Medicare, Medicaid, and Social Security. Said it right there. And then, oh, no, that's not what I meant. Well, then what the hell did you mean? What the hell did you mean? Come on, man. Stop. Can I step in and say something? Absolutely. Man. We were doing the travel trailer and getting the windows tinted, and it was a young girl tinting the windows. And she told Bobby and I something really alarming, that when she goes out and she does people's windows at their cars, their houses, their jobs and stuff, she told us that the people that were voting, black young people, black men in particular, voting for Trump was between the age like 22, 23 to 30. She told us that, and I said, what? She said, you should hear the conversations that they're having about voting for Trump. I said, well, you tell them this. So the next time you hear it, I know you're taking care of business. You just say, can you name two or three things that Trump has done for you the last four years? And then the next thing you ask them, if you can't get a decent answer, is ask them who's going to take care of their mom and their dad's insurance and stuff when Trump gets in with the insurance and see what they say. She told us that. I just can't believe when I hear them say they're voting for Trump. And they don't. Don't me. It's really true. It's really hard to hear. Go ahead, Jerome. Sorry. Go ahead. I don't think that's a hard thing to figure out why they're voting for Trump. I mean, I get it. It's hard in Texas. What did you say? I think it's a hard thing to think about in Texas. When well, he has put 150 something Republican judges on the bench, and Texas will fry you, I think that's a hard thing to think about. No, I I think you're not thinking about it from their perspective, though, right? So what 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 happens is that we have um, black folks, especially in black men side. I don't know a lot of women who are like this, but um, who just want that system broken. They believe that as horrible as Trump has been. If black people don't realize that they have to break this system and get away from everything, then technically we'll never learn a lesson. So some people have been on this since before Trump was running. They're like, I hope both sides burn. I can't burn. I can't run for any of them. But since since Trump is such a white supremacist extremist, then they're like, I'm voting for Trump because it'll wake black people up. Some people feel like that. Now, here's what I know about that part is that. People did not like Hillary. So you can't compare Biden to Hillary. That's why he's going to beat Trump pretty easily. But in, in Hillary's case, since people didn't like him, they said, let it burn and forget it. We don't care who's up there. But what we know that if this system is broken, black people are going to be the last people to get fixed. They're too young. Some of them are too young to see the big, the big picture. But that's why they're in their like mid to late 20s, early 30s, and they're going Oh yeah, I can I can consider what he's doing and look at it financially because they think they're bigger than being black at some point when you're young, and like I said, forgive them for being that way, Vanessa. Keep talking to them, but they, you'll come around. That's a youth that's a youth thing, and they think they're thinking about revolution. They have the energy to stir things up. It's like people who are rabbit Bernie fans. You know, I know a couple of them, 
and I, I'm really easy on them. So as they keep saying, Bernie is saying this and this and promising this and that, and he's going to do this, I just kind of remind them, the president does not make laws, it's Congress. And if you lose Congress in the Senate, then technically, if it's president, he's not going to be able to do anything anyway. And they usually just go, well, we need to change Congress. And I'm like, yeah, well, why don't you just focus on that then? Because Bernie Sanders don't have no support in there. It's very easy to see. But their youth doesn't allow them to see that. And I'm hoping I wasn't like that to my elders when I was that young. They can't see it. Well, three four seven eight five zero one C seven two. I, you know, I tell you, um, you know, I, I don't know any African Americans. I don't know any. you guys. Well, Jerome, you just said you do. I, I don't know any of, of the folks that I associate with uh, are are voting for for Trump. And you know, and I have friends who who That's are people who I. Uh-huh. No Trump. I was saying Sanders. There was no. I know nobody. Oh, told. okay. Sorry about that. Well, yeah. I don't know anyone that I don't know anyone personally uh, that uh, that are friends of mine that are voting for Trump. Now I have some folks who I used to communicate with and talk to, and I and, and I made that declaration on this show. I made the declaration on this show that you know, listen. At some point in time, I knew some good people who were voting for Trump, and I said to myself, wait a minute. You know, you can't be good people if you know what this man is up to, and you're going to turn a blind eye to the bad things and you're going to vote for him because he's going to give you your judges that you need. So it really doesn't matter. So to me, it's almost no different. It's like somebody, hey, I'm going to support the local local drug dealer because even though he shot and killed everybody to get this money, doing Thanksgiving, he's handing out turkeys and he's doing the right thing for the community. So you you can't you can't have it both ways. You can't serve two masters. So you either got to be in or you got to be out. And for me, if you can support the nonsense that this guy does. And don't, and it's, it's, you know, look, there's a such thing as political differences. Don't get me wrong. But we're talking about things that are fighting this country. We're talking about things that are putting other people in jeopardy. You know, this guy goes around saying things about folks. All of a sudden, you know, think about what happened in uh, 2016, Mr. Elias, when he talked about that stuff with Hillary. Then all of a sudden, you have some mm-hmm. guy showing up. At a pizza place with right. a gun because he thought she was running some legal, illegal sex. You can't, you you can't say these types of things. So folks who I know that support Trump, maybe we can reconvene in a few years, maybe perhaps. But right now, there's nothing we can. There's nothing I have to say to you. There's nothing. Your thoughts, Miss Elias? Wow, unbelievable. Some of this stuff. Well. That's well, you know, some man. I feel the same way, Jay. <laughs> if you vote, if you vote for this and you stand for this, guess what you are? You can sit there and think you're not a racist, but you're a racist. If you support a racist, you support a racist. You're a racist. You support his racist views. So don't act like you don't like like these these clowns in the chat room. I well, Robert Bright knows he's a racist, but. The one thing I can't understand about him is he hates poor people and welfare, but he's all for giving farmers money. Well, why should we give them money? They, they, they can go out and sell their vegetables just like anybody else. Let them hustle like everybody else does. Give a damn. Why, why are we giving twelve billion? Why are we giving billions and billions of dollars to farmers? Because this dummy, because this dummy. Uh, set up a tariff <laughs> and trade agreements that that, that, that that has killed the farm industry. <laughs> Come on, let's yeah. just, let's just be honest. Let's just be honest. We're giving money, but we—that's okay to give the money to the farmers, but not the poor people. Get out of here with that crap, man. Get 
Good idea. You know, and, and, and the statistics just sure tells us, Jerome, that uh, most people that are under the poverty line and who folks who who are quote unquote on uh, you know food stamps are white folks. <laughs> so so yeah. so you know, go figure. Hey, I mean the numbers are are just that. You know, we again we get an impression of black people like, um, and they become stereotypes or caricatures. But it's why the polling doesn't work on black people. It's why people always get surprised by what black people are thinking because most people, even black people on TV, you know, even as I watch them commentating about politics, their whole thing is they're taking from the perspective of white folks to apply to apply them on black people, and it never works. It never works. It's just like when Biden won, people are making excuses why Biden won. Oh, yeah, you know, it's because they were nostalgic for Obama or whatever. That stuff has never been true. People start to set your narratives just because there is something about us that everybody wants us to feel like we are subservient to another group. And they do that subconsciously. So anybody who wants to like support somebody like Trump, you're like, why is it that you feel comfortable being there? Right? It's, it's weird, but it's like, no, everybody else is – people like folks to be oppressed. And I, I never get it. It's the thing about Republicans that I never understood. They're never happy unless the minorities are unhappy. You cannot have prosperity amongst everybody because people will start to kill each other, right? What happens is that they're like the have and the have not. Even poor white folks, you can rich people can make them believe that they don't have anything because black people have something. It feeds their racism while who was it? I, I forgot who the president was that said this. Um, Lyndon Johnson, I think. If you put poor white folks against black people, you'll be able to steal out mm-hmm. of poor white folks' pockets. Yep. Because they they're going to just keep looking at the black people. <laughs> but you know, know the thing that, that gets me, guys, and, and you know, Vanessa, I definitely want to get your comment on this. What really gets me is that, you know, and how you can't see this, you have to be wearing blinders. The fact that you're trying. It is our fundamental right to vote, period. So why is it one party is trying to make put these obstacles in the way to prevent folks from voting? I mean, I mean, we're talking about a vote, your right to vote. So it's like, well, we don't want half of y'all voting because we know that most of y'all are going to vote against us. I mean, so make the transition to real life. What if you were playing a, a basketball game and you knew the other teams would bring our refs to the game? I mean, you would be livid, right? You'd be like, oh, my God, they're trying to steal this. They're trying to steal this. I don't understand how people can't use common sense things and apply things that they deal with every day from a, from a common sense perspective and look at it. If your boss hired your boss, it was between you and somebody else, and your boss hired their buddy, I gave a buddy a raise and then give you a raise, you would have a fit. But then you think this is okay for one party that says, well, guess what? We want to sit here and limit the ability for everybody to vote. And they and listen, not only are they limiting your ability, they're limiting your ability. You may support them. So, yeah, they're going to stop some of their folks that's going to support them, but they know that the masses will not support them. So they'll sacrifice the few votes that they would get because they know that the numbers are greater on the other side. That's what I say you. This is unbelievable. Wow. Unbelievable. You know what? I, I know this is strange for me. I have 
let me say about this. I think all of this is ridiculous. I think it's just crazy. It's I'm out here busting my butt. I think it's crazy. It's quick. All right. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. Something that usually doesn't happen. We're we're early for a break, so uh, I tell you what we're gonna do. We're gonna step out. Take it. Take advantage of this. Uh, this moment that's it's almost like an eclipse. <laughs> we'll take this, and we'll be right back on the other side. You're listening to the serious side of the J. Ryle Show, Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. Now, just before we go to break, let me say this. Uh, had some serious issues this morning, uh, and I tell you what, I got to take a bow because, I mean, you know, I woke up, I'm thinking that it's 7 o'clock my time, and it's freaking 8 o'clock. I'm like, oh, my God, and I'm trying to pull stuff in. We're having issues with, with, with blog talk. I mean, it's just crazy. So I'm going to take a bow because I'm like, God dang it, boy, you put this thing together. Now, here's the other thing that I'm going to say before I step out, before we step out the break. Um, I think people need to really and truly do a self-evaluation of themselves and determine what side you want to be on. You want to be on the side of righteousness or you want to be on the side of evil? Because it, it, that's really what's in play here. And I'm not talking about from a spiritual perspective because that is in play as well. But what I'm saying is you have to determine are you going to do the right thing or are you going to do the wrong thing? And then you have to be able to look at your kids at some point and say, hey, I was on this side. But if you fill your kids with hate and fill your kids thinking that this is okay, then I guess it really doesn't matter what you think because apparently that's been pushed down from you to you from your prior generation. So maybe you don't give a damn. Maybe you just don't. Maybe that's just, maybe it's running in the family. Who knows? And you can say if I'm talking about your family, oh, well, so be it. I just try to call it what the T.I. is. Our guy, tell it like it is. Remember him and Stelly from back in the day? All right, so we're going to step out. Take a quick break. Uh, 347-850-1272. And for uh, Mariana Music, because of the technical difficulties we had this morning, we're repeating break from last week. So Mr. Elias is off the hook. You should already know who this artist is. It's the serious side. We'll be right back after this. Don't go anywhere.
guys, how you doing today? You good? My name is Snow. I'm so happy to be here. About to sing a few songs off my new album. It's called Uh Those Feels Again. This next song was actually the first single off the album. It's called I Want You Around. And it goes something like this. It's not that I don't want you here, uh, yeah, yeah. It's something about the way you stare into my eyes. I know that I don't make things clear. Mm-hmm. I fall for you every time I try to resist you. We can get away. Palm trees, beach views, ordinary day. All I wanna hear is in the visions on replay. Sit right next to Not to show how I feel about you Think it was your way But we don't really want to I just want to get away Sit right next to you You I don't want to kiss you Yet I just want to feel you Feel you the serious side. If you are just joining us, here's what you have missed so far. Yeah. Want to get you up to date on some breaking political news just in CBS News reporting that Michael Bloomberg will drop out of the presidential race. And I'm glad to say I endorse Joe Biden and I hope you will join me in working to make him the next president of the United States of America. Senator Elizabeth Warren is ending her presidential campaign. She is speaking to reporters right now. Let's listen. Ending my campaign for president. Um, I say this with a deep sense of gratitude for every single person who got in this fight, every single person who tried on a new idea. Breaking right now, Senator Amy Klobuchar has announced that she is suspending her campaign. It's so good to be in South Bend. Sometimes the longest way around really is the shortest way home. (laughs) Here we are. In the last few years, America has faced enormous challenges, from an economy in transition to a climate on the brink, to a president sowing chaos and discord across the very country he is responsible for uniting. It's so good to be in South Bend. Sometimes the longest way around really is the shortest way home. (laughs) Here we are. In the last few years, America has faced enormous challenges, from 
an economy in transition to a climate on the brink to a president sowing chaos and discord across the very country he is responsible for uniting. Back in three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. It is a wow! What a beautiful, beautiful Saturday, Saturday, Sunday, March eighth, twenty twenty. You're tuned to the serious side. I'm Jay Rao. As always, I never share the stage by myself. Let me introduce you to some of the best in the biz on this first Sunday. Actually, it's the second Sunday of the month. Let's bring her in, my girl, my big sis, Vanessa Maybelli from the Mackinac. Good morning, Vanessa. How you doing? Okay, so somebody got busted for not being in church lately. Good morning, everybody. Awesome. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fun day. It's a beautiful day in Houston, but it's cold. Good morning. And it's not cold. Stop being a wuss. All right. Uh, smart is just not cold. I just went outside in shorts. All right, so the smartest man in the world. Mr. Jerome's freezing the house. It ain't. Stop it. You're whining. We'll ask Mr. Elias if that's cold or not. Jerome's in the house. Good morning, Jerome. How you doing? <laughs> hey, I'm good. It's 42, I think, here in New York. So I don't know how cold it is in Texas, but 42 feels a little colder. than 75. <laughs> <laughs> Tell her again. All right. The now, smartest man in the world. Well, that, that's him, Mr. Elias. I mean, ooh, God dang, I'm crazy. All right. He's not the smartest man in the world, actually. Uh <laughs> Then, you know what, if it was another show with a different time. No, no, it's not. Uh, no, 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 no. Yeah, you talking about down. me this morning, it is not me, it's you. <laughs> Maybe it is me. Well, the man who gets the first and last word here on the serious side, the one and only Mr. L to the E today. So what's up, man? How you doing? I am doing well. Good morning, Javon. Good morning, Vanessa. And what about me? You'll think more than me. Are you right, good morning, Jay. Most definitely. Uh, good morning, Jay. Thank My you, sir. I, I, I gave you a compliment the last time you, 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 you took it to the last screen, but I'm done with it. Right. Oh, thank you, sir. I appreciate that. Can we say hello to your favorite people in the chat room, or should we just move on? Covina man went Covina man went bike riding, and we got the two dumbest people in the world in there. No, I don't say that. Boba Bright said it was on. Boba Bright just admitted it's okay for. Trump to ask for help from foreign, from foreign leaders, and he can even have private secret meetings with them without anybody around. God, they are the dumbest people in the world. Yeah, well, I, so, I tell you, well, one day we, one day we have people. He's a brother that's been pulling him straight all the time. That's what I think. Because some of the stuff he says is outlandish. Good gracious, it's life. dumbest thing. Oh, oh, speaking of outlandish, Jay, can I ask one question? Uh, yeah, sure, Vanessa. Why not? Okay, do we have like one minute? Because I mean, you know, I know that's all we get extra time. Anyway. Well, let, let, let me let me do well, well, it. Well, before well, well, you, well, you ask me a question, let me ask it. Let me, let me say hello to you. What the hell give me five seconds? Just give me give me twenty seconds. I want to say what's up to the pastor. How you doing? What's going on? Um, now, usually I read her comments during Chatterbox, but I'm reading right now. Uh, Marion and Music, oh my God, Jay, we are soulmates. I wanted to hear that song again, and Mr. Elias needs to tell me the name of that song again. So, Mr. Elias, you got to get with Marion and Music. I thought she had it from last week. Uh, also, Becky's in the house. Malcolm, I like that name. I like his comment, too. Uh, but, Malcolm, hold on. We're going to talk about something. I want to definitely get your opinion on it. Um, Ryan, uh, Deborah, Sam. Uh, Kevin and a whole lot more. Hi, right, Vanessa. Now you have your one minute. The floor is yours. Did he? 
y'all were talking about something that the president said that is outlandish, and y'all know it stuck a nerve with me because I cruise a lot, and I'm leaving in three weeks. So did y'all hear your president say that he thought that the people with the coronavirus should stay on the ship so that it would not make his numbers go up? Did y'all hear that idiot say yeah. that? Yeah, we did. did. Said it yesterday. It's, yeah. it's, it's like, really? You won't pick people... Yeah. Who shouldn't have been on that boat because the people who made them sick were already on the boat. And let me get that to explain this to the public because they don't understand why it is confined to just the Prince's Cruise Line. Sometimes they got what they call um, snow people. And they stay on a ship for months during the winter. So these people were on the first Prince's ship. So everybody got off. They were going home. Seven, eight, nine, ten people stayed because they were going to go the next seven days on the ship. And they passed it to the people that's on this ship. So these folks have been on this ship for like three weeks. And Trump wants to sit there and say, oh, I don't want it to add up to my numbers. I think they need to stay on the ship. Have you lost your mind? That is one of the most ignorant comments and people. And he says, I'm so proud of myself because I know a lot about this. I know more than the doctors know. You don't know nothing because you think you Jesus Christ. He thinks that he's the chosen one. This man is playing with people's lives. He really is. And Jay, they didn't got another one right here in Rosenberg by us. I mean, you know, in Houston by us. So it's like they plan, and these people are not even out the country. These are people that, that then met somebody that went out the country in Walmart and they got it. So y'all don't be afraid of the traveling and all of that. Just put your mask on, wipe your trays and stuff out. Because these same folks with this coronavirus that might have met somebody that's got the coronavirus and they're in Walmart. I just want y'all to know that. Trust right. me, I've been checking. There you go. There you go. All right. Good job, Vanessa. Thank all you, right. Jay. Last topic. No problem. Last topic of the day. Let me start with my headline tonight. I'm retiring. This is the last hardball on MSNBC. And obviously, this isn't for lack of interest in politics. As you can tell, I've loved every minute of my 20 years as host of Hardball. Every morning I read the papers, and I'm gung-ho to get to work. That was Chris Matthews from Hardball. This past week, he suddenly retired. And this is not really all about Chris Chris Matthews, because he's a subject matter on this particular topic I want to talk about. But if you don't know what happened, what happened was apparently uh, Chris Chris Matthews has commented on some females that used to that used to be guests on his show, and one lady uh, saw his interview with Elizabeth Warren when he was asking her about going after Mayor Bloomberg, and she got upset and she wrote an op at uh, op column in GQ. And next thing you know, uh, you know Chris Matthews is retiring, and so basically what she said was Chris Matthews, uh, while she was in the makeup chair, Chris Matthews would walk by and say something, "Oh my God, you know, why haven't I fallen in love with you yet?" And then you know, don't put too much makeup on her because I don't want her to go to some bar and some guy fall in love with her. And you know, she felt the comments were inappropriate, even though she said it didn't raise to. It didn't go to the level of sexual harassment or anything legally, but she said that, bottom line, she felt uncomfortable and this guy was let go. There was a backlash from a lot of people, including females, saying, when is enough enough, right? I mean, when we get to the point where every time someone says something to anybody, that 
along the lines of flirting, a person gets let go, or a person has to re- has to resign, and it really strikes the core with me. And I wanted to talk about this uh, this morning, uh, Mister. Let me start with you uh, on this one, Jerome. And you, you know, you may pass, Mister. Elias, and that's fine. I, I just think that we're in an era now where, you know, I mean, my God, when is enough? Is enough with this stuff? Because this man complimented on how she looked, or because she didn't like his advances, all of a sudden he has to lose his career. Regardless of what you think of what his show is or what his his politics are, I'm just talking about this in general. I mean, there are a lot of people who are married, and they are married because the person made it. Hey, what's going on, girl? You look good. Hey, they start dating, and you know, first when they got like Serena Williams, for example. She said, when I first started, my husband, I didn't really like that dude. He was coming at me all crazy, but eventually, he broke me down. So when is this stuff going to stop, man? Because, look, I'm all for, you know, Me Too and all this other nonsense. But let me tell you something. Let me let me back up. I don't mean it's nonsense to Me Too. If women have been raped or women, you know, sexual harassment, there's no place for that in the workplace. There's no doubt about that. But, my God, I mean, if you say something, oh, you have some nice legs, the next thing you know, hi, I'm Jay Ryan. After, you know, today I'm retiring from the serious side. I mean, when does this stuff stop, bro? Um, I don't think it's going to stop. I think that once you open but is up... is it right? I mean, but, but this is dangerous, Jerome. This is really... You know, and women, I don't care. Bring you, bring them on. Bring them on. Hey, come on. Hurry up and get your comments in because I want to read them during chapter box. Come on, bring them in. This, to me, there has to be a point where it has to stop, Jerome. Because you... I mean, you know, I bet you if he was a nice, hot-looking guy who made those comments, would she have said the same thing? Or was it because he was an old, 70-year-old, decrepit, or oh, a 70-year-old man, like, ugh, get away from me. Okay, well, you shouldn't be saying these things to me. I mean, to me, it gives them power, unlimited power when it comes to females. So if you don't like something someone says to you, then all of a sudden, hey, guess what? You know, you're out of a job. I don't know. Yeah, and like I said, something it's, that it's feels a, wrong um, about this. Yeah, I don't think it's going to stop. The problem is, is that you have people – now who are overly sensitive and they're making a fuss about it. I was just talking about this yesterday. If Al Franken is political career is dead because he took a picture with his hand looking like it was touching somebody, you can't go any farther than that. <laughs> like he didn't, he didn't touch her. He looked like he was touching her, and they thought that was inappropriate. So Gillibrand and all those fools ran out of there screaming like he touched her, like like he actually assaulted her. So yeah. You can't, you can't do anything. I don't know what to tell you, but I think we'll all be in trouble at some point. Somebody can come out of all of our lives at some point and say, "Oh, he said something I thought was inappropriate." You know, just if you could say that somebody looks nice and I would fall in love with you, if that's a reason to lose your job, you you can't even talk to nobody anymore. <laughs> Seriously, what are you gonna do? Yeah, exactly. And so there were a lot of women on Twitter, you know, lambasting the, the females that were on MSNBC because everybody was saying, you know, look, this Matthews, we love him. How can you love somebody like that? Love somebody like what? He flirted for with a woman. I mean, did he did he grab her ass? Did, did he did he did he send her nasty texts? Did he send pictures of his ding? I mean, I don't understand that you know we're at this point Vanessa let me let me come to you because I know a lot of females there were a lot of females that were on his side but there were a lot of females who were talking about yep it's about time we don't need to take this from men 
What? You have to take one from a man flirting with you? Vanessa, what do you think about this? I think it's getting out of control. But I also think y'all... Hallelujah. Thanks for giving me cover, because they're coming. All the comments are coming. I'm not reading all this stuff either, by the way. But but let me say this. I, I think that somebody else must have said something in the past to um, to the company to make them tell him he needs to resign. I do not believe that a commentator who has ratings as high as that, that everybody on the show absolutely adores, uh, is going to have to resign because one lady said she didn't like the advances. I think that some other ladies must have this presumption that said something at some point in time in his career to make them say, well, this happened back in 2001. Well, this happened back in 1986. I just don't think that they would lose somebody who makes their ratings as high as hardball. Um, I just think think it's something else behind it. But these women really need to stop. They need to stop saying, oh, he looked at me funny and go to HR. That man might not have been thinking about you. That man might have been thinking about that lady who was in the bed with him this morning and he didn't want to get out. So I think that some of these women are taking it way beyond where it needs to be. Unless his hand goes past the arch in your butt, he ain't trying to feel on you. If he ain't all up in your neck, he ain't trying to smell you. Only Vanessa could say that. We would be in a whole lot of trouble. But here's the thing, Vanessa. Hey, hey, that's why I said thanks for giving me cover. (laughs) Go ahead, you were trying to say something. Go ahead. Well, Vanessa, here's what happened. Here's what's being reported. Chris Matthews' wife to the head of MSNBC and tried to get him to get Chris to retire because Chris was going to – he was supposed to retire, but – she wanted to get him out early. It was Chris Matthews' wife who forced him out of there. And because, Why? Because she felt like this was getting out of hand. She felt that they would just be smurred, like they would flat out uh, um, just make a mockery of him and all this other stuff. She didn't want the scrutiny on him. I don't know if you've ever seen Chris Matthews' wife before, but I'm not saying just because she's pretty that you know, <laughs> he wouldn't have been flirting with somebody else. But I'm saying, oh, 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 wait a minute, stop, 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 no, Jerome, no, 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 Jerome. No, I, I wasn't saying Jerome that. has to make an announcement right now. What? Jerome, make an announcement. You, 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 you said something wrong, Jerome. Oh my God, you said she was I'm pretty. You are a male chauvinist pig. No, right. <laughs> well, you know, Mariana Music didn't turn this place off every time you call her pretty and said, "Well, I got pictures of her." Now, now why? Now why you? Now why, hold on, hold on, bro. Now, hold on, Joe. What you doing, man? Hey, 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 hey bro. What you doing, that. man? Stop playing. What you doing? All, right, so, all, I'm, all I'm saying is that, is, man. Yeah, go ahead, on, Kobe. My goodness. Oh, see, here we go. All I'm saying, it was his wife. The news story that I saw said that his wife was talking to the head of MSNBC, and they were trying to get him. To um to retire before it snowballed out of control. That's all that was. I don't think it was any past behavior. He probably always was like that. 
I mean, you know, so if he always tell women that they're pretty or you look nice today or whatever, he might say, and like he said in his, um, when he resigned or when he retired, he said, it's a different era. Telling women that they're pretty may not be the thing to do, and I may not get it. I may be just too old to get the fact that I can't say somebody's pretty anymore. Like, he pretty much said that when he retired. So his wife was trying to get him to say, because he, he wouldn't, nobody, none of us see why that's a problem. I mean, so I can I can tell you if you know, never mind I won't I won't get myself in trouble. But I, just I just want them to bring Joy to replace him. Can Joy replace him, please? They better bring me. Melissa Harris Perry back or go back and find Keith Overman. That's what mm-hmm. they need. Yeah, that'd be cool. I, I I agree with that. What about you, Mr. Elias? What, what do you think? I haven't gotten heard, heard from you on this, man. Don't try to weasel out of this. I remember last time we had a conversation. We talked about something like this. It was quiet, man. I took this bullets left and right. So, yes, Mr. Elias, what hey, is your look, opinion man, on this, sir? You didn't come to me. You moderate this show, so if you come to me, I'm okay. I'm coming to you now, sir. You're right. I'm. Look, I just wanted to hear from those two. Now it's your turn, sir. What do you think? Yes. You know my conversation. I, I said it had to be something deeper than that to get him fired because all he did was what any man would do if he saw a pretty woman, and he wanted to, he wanted to approach woman. He, he would hit on her, or he would he would he would make a comment about a pretty woman, tell her she's beautiful, and and you know I I, I didn't I didn't catch on to that, but then we were talking about it at work, and then the lady the lady <laughs> and the man that are scoring each other at work. Said it's wrong in the workplace for you to do that, and I, I wanted to say so bad. So why are y'all two doing it? But I didn't. Um, I, but I digress. Uh, look, digress. the bottom line. <laughs> but I, but uh, but what I'm saying is I didn't I didn't see anything appropriate any any appropriate what 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 he said. He was hitting on the woman. He he wanted to talk to the woman, and okay, okay, he's married, but he's giving the woman a compliment. So. That's that's the wrong part of it. But as far as sexual harassment, well, I she guess, didn't man, work there. Oh, she well, didn't work wow, there. that's even that's even worse. Um, wow, right. yeah. I, like I said, I told Jay when we were having this conversation, it had to be something worse. It had to be something worse. Because I pressed the top by, he walked up to women. I pressed the top by, he walked up on women and grabbed them by their by their genitals. He talked. Right. He talked about that. I walk right up on him. I grab him by the, you know, and he's he's the president of the United States. And people say, "Oh, this just locker room talk." Really? That's why I say the Democrats, man, they own stuff like that. They're very weak. They're very weak. Yeah, but you know the thing is, is that, but you know, there's reports that you know MSNBC had to pay somebody some money back. You know, he's the flirty old man. He's the guy that 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 says things that uh, oh, you know, talk about females in a way that's probably make them feel uncomfortable. It's like remind me of George H. W. Bush and that young lady talked about how she was standing next to him in the wheelchair and he pinched on the behind and you know, and so she was like, Oh, I was sexually harassed. I mean, you know, and Barbara Bush said, George, stop it. You know, you know, he's, I mean, it's, I guess, listen, I mean, if you, if you touch a female inappropriately, to me, that's a whole different situation. But if you comment, I mean, okay, even if you met, you know, listen, like Jerome said, we all have said things that probably, you know, if they came to light, we'd be like, uh, hi, uh, my name is Jay Rowland. Today will be my last broadcast on the serious side. Because, I mean, it's just, I'm just being honest. We all know it. I said some things to females, and my goodness, I'm like, what? I mean, come on. 
So when does this stop? What, what, Jerome, what? Since you did that, I will blow myself out of the water. I I have done that to, um, like, I have seen people who work at grocery stores, and I'm like, you are really pretty. Don't let anybody tell you that you're not, right? Just self-esteem stuff, Mm -hmm. right? And I would say that and walk away. And if somebody said, oh, he was flirting with her, and I felt uncomfortable that he said that I was pretty, then I'd be out of here. I, I'd be like, this is my last broadcast on the serious side. I tell women that they're pretty all the time. I See? tell women yeah. that you're pretty. Your last broadcast And, you know, I could be hitting on them how they know if I'm gay or not. But, you know, so I'm just saying, I just think they need to get a grip. Hey, that's well, what I don't take. I'm serious. I'd have been fired last week because I told one of my coworkers, "Say, girl, you know you're beautiful." You know, yeah, I know. I, I, I'd have been fired from last week, and she just smiled. You know, now, wow. Now, Jay, Jay, you can't say you want to drink somebody's bath water though. I think that is above the. <laughs> <laughs> but I've said that before. I've been okay, in the club and said that to women. I'm you know what I'm saying? I mean, I have. I mean, you know, it, it's you know, I've been in the elevator with females, and I'm like, oh my god, your shoe! I said, wow, you have some beautiful shoes on. Those are some nice looking shoes. Well, thank you. I'm like, wow, they look really good. Now, what if? Oh well, he, you know, he was really making a pass at me, and you know, I think he. I mean, this is nuts. You can't even live. It's like, come on, guys. I understand that we need to be woke in the awareness of this, because but, people like Harvey Weinstein is not absolutely. But to see here and if because what's wrong? What? Wait, so if you're what, on what, social what, media what, and you what, like somebody's picture, picture, is it the type of picture that you can be saying that it's harassment because you like a picture? <laughs> a certain one? I just yeah. want to straight because it can get a little bit crazy. Well, well, well let's get wow. it straight. I mean, I mean, this whole thing is nuts to me, and I can't believe that there are like you said about uh, with with, uh, with the senator from Minnesota. I mean, dude, I mean, come on. Oh, uh, you know, Republicans went ape doo-doo. But did you have a president that's on tape talking about paying off a porn star? You have a president talking about grabbing him by the coochie-cooch? And nobody is going ridiculous over that. But yet nope. still, mm-hmm. this guy already needs to get out of here. And like you said, sometimes Democrats can be their own worst enemy. Oh, he got to get out of here because he's, you know, blah, blah. Stop it with this nonsense. Well, and I think she, I think the female that was in the picture was the one that first put it out there, right? Because she was upset at something. And I think it came, now, if my memory serves me correctly, I think it came out when he was going to be election or something. Well, I didn't oh, yeah. trying to do anything to stop him from being reelected, but I think this is inappropriate. Get out of here with this nonsense. I just, stop I just it. Want I just want to put this out to let people know who he is. I'm like, okay. Okay. He's a comedian. Right. That won, that won the Senate seat. So, yes, yeah, 20th is a comedian. We already knew that. Stop it with this nonsense. We have to stop. Listen, I'm telling you, and I'm a girl dad. So the last thing I want is anything to happen derogatory towards women. But we have to stop this. At some point in time, these female commentators have to stop going on TV. Oh, yeah, this is the right thing to do. Stop it. Stop. It's crazy. Well, well Jay. None of us will be here after the break if we – well, I don't know about Vanessa. Maybe <laughs> Vanessa. You know, I don't know. Maybe she'd be the only one. No, she, she's Who knows? Gone. Oh, she's, she's gone, gone too? Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I think hey, oh, Vanessa's gone too. Oh, wow. 
No, I'm here. Hey, Jay. I'm here. No, I'm talking about uh, being okay. No, go ahead. Yeah, Mister Elliot. Yeah, Mister Elliot. Yeah. Well, well, to the beautiful Mariana music. That artist was love like this to Noah Alegria. Yeah, that's that's who that was. Love like this. Hey, Mister Music. Just give the artist name because we don't want Mariana Music coming back and saying, "Are you flirting?" Yeah. Like this. No, he said the one on purpose. So at this point, we're gonna. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, yeah. You said beautiful. All oh, damn, you're in trouble. This is the yeah, yeah, last, last show. <laughs> yeah. But you know what, Jay? Uh, you know, sometimes yes. you work in a field. Sometimes Jay, you work in a field where men do have to touch women. Let me give you an example. If I'm a flying, I work in the airline industry, and I'm flying, and I'm flying with two guys. And my dress starts coming apart or something off. That guy might have to touch me, even with my permission, in order to help me to get dressed. I mean, these people are taking this overboard with he looked at me funny. Or he was, if men just stop giving them all compliments, just don't say nothing to them. Then they're going to be like, I think the whole damn world going gay. What? <laughs> That's what they would say. I, That's I was what they would say. I think it's ridiculous. I was just saying that when I was watching um, the political rally, rally or Biden going through the crowd when he was in South Carolina and all the black women hugging him. You know how when people hug you in the black community, they will hold on to you, and they'll, and they'll keep talking to you. And I was like, Joe Biden could not reach out to touch nobody if this was a white community because all the women would be like, look at how – They'll, they'll put it in slow motion. He held on to me a little too long. You know what I mean? And I said, our communities are so different like that, that it's weird to me that just from being next to somebody so long, you can somebody can claim that, and then you have to come out and apologize. So he got to be But you do tough. know that there was a political party over the weekend, and somebody had the coronavirus, and Trump and Pence and all of those people were there. You do? Did y'all hear about that? Yeah, at APAC. Yes. Yep. Yeah. So, so now, so, but they're not changing their tune, are they? But yeah, that's, no, that they're is, not. Let's lock yeah. them all in a room and, and let them see who got it or not, and keep them all there. Can we lock them all mm-hmm. in the same room? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. So, 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 so I don't know what Chris Matthews. I mean, I, I'm sorry. I, I don't know where this is going to end. I just think that we're in a new dangerous era, where you know, I mean, yeah, true enough, the this of sexual harassment is up, and it I should think be. But people but, are but, targeted today. Like, okay, so Chris what Matthews. What do you mean by that, Jerome? Because Chris Matthews is really outspoken. I'm not a big fan of Chris Matthews, but he is he is very much like to a point where people don't like him on the right. Like they hate Chris Matthews. So when you when you do that pairing with a company like MSNBC in particular, who is pretty conservative, that's why they got rid of um, Keith Oberman when um, I forgot who bought him. Whenever they sold him, they got rid of Keith Oberman first and got rid of Melissa Harris Perry next and started doing things, moving Reverend Sharpton and not having any black people on during the week. Like they did that on purpose. And I think that when you get people like Chris Matthews or anybody. I, I, I don't know about, like, um, what's his name, Chris Hayes. He's not a really big factor in there. No, what's his name? Whatever his last name, his name is. Um, but you look at anybody else on the roster. It's Chris Hayes. Chris Hayes. Chris yeah. Hayes. There's nobody who's liberal. 
like everybody plays this. Let's do both sides, and that's they want to be CNN. And so Chris Matthews wasn't that. He wore his heart on his sleeve for being a Democrat, and he kept doing that, regardless of what they said. And I think that the first opportunity to get him out, um, they would have taken it. So I think that big fuss that was raised was by the people who don't like Chris Matthews. I think the network, like I said, the, the reporting is that his wife wanted him to retire before it snowballed, before he got fired. Because if he gets fired, he gets no pension, right? So his wife was like, you need to retire. And he wanted to retire after the, tw- after the election of the new president. And she was like, no. He went there and she forced, his, forced him to retire. But he, may be, he still may be on the network, but now he doesn't have the scrutiny of having his own show. You know what I mean? So he's, gonna, he's probably still going to be there. They're going to probably call him back when it gets closer to the, to, um, the election. So he was able to retire yeah. on his own terms without getting fired. Yeah, and I, I heard that the chief of uh, MSNBC actually flew to uh, his house to try to convince him to do it. And I think his wife, Chris Matthews' wife, and children were on the set that day as well when he made that uh, when he made that announcement. Wow, I, I tell you, it's going to be hard. I really like Chris Matthews. Uh, I, I know, but you know, Joy Reid, I wouldn't mind seeing her. Uh, every day, and so we'll see what happens with that. But any, anyway, we need to stop this. Wow, look at all these comments. I'm not going to be able to read them all, ladies. So what I'm going to do right now during the break, <laughs> I'm going to take a few from each side and read those, and, I'm sure and we'll go from there. All right, listen to. Said. Go ahead. Now there's somebody that's coming. Yeah, there's one in here about you as well. Yeah. So anyway, uh, everybody is. Uh, no one is uh, immune uh, to to some of these comments. I can't. I can't put them all in. I'm trying to find a very – okay, ladies, listen, I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to try to find – because all of them are ladies pretty much, I like to think, maybe. I'm going to try to find four of the best. I can't read them all because this segment is short. Anyway, let me get out of here because we're taking too much time. All right, 347 All right, Chatterbox is next. Then on a need-to-know basis is next. After that, you listen to the serious side. Good show. We'll be right back after this. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Almond Board of California. Did you know since 1995, the Almond community has made bee health research a strategic priority? Learn more at almondsustainability.org. Former Democratic presidential contender Kamala Harris is endorsing former Vice President Joe Biden for the nomination. The California senator announced her support for Biden in an online video today. One of the things that we need right now is we need a leader who really does care about the people and who can therefore unify the people. And I believe Joe can do that. Former Democratic presidential candidate Michael Bloomberg and former South Bend, Indiana Mayor Pete Buttigieg have also endorsed Biden for the nomination. Massachusetts Senator Elizabeth Warren, who dropped out of the race last week, has yet to announce who she plans to endorse. The next round of primary contests will be held on Tuesday when voters in six states go to the polls. The Federal Reserve has slashed interest rates last week amid fears of a potential coronavirus pandemic. But Steve Beckner reports the move may only be the start of the central bank's efforts to provide relief to the markets. Without waiting two weeks for its regularly scheduled monetary policy meeting, the Fed cut the key federal funds rate half a percentage point Tuesday. But the emergency action only whetted appetites for more. President Trump has urged further cuts. Wall Street is placing high odds on another sizable reduction March 18th. Fed policymakers have done nothing to contradict those expectations, 
as fears mount that the virus will hurt the economy. For NPR News, I'm Steve Beckner. I'm Windsor Johnson, and you're listening to NPR News from Washington. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two is the call-in number. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. It's the serious side. It's our chatterbox where we listen to or read comments from our world-famous chat room and from social media. Mr. Elias, man, do you have anything you would like to add to this particular segment of the show? Yeah, Covina man said the black people who I know who support Trump, they also hate other black people too. That is their main motivation for supporting Trump. So. That, uh, that is my point. That sounds it. about right. Yep. Mm-hmm. I don't read none of this other well, garbage either. Though, but yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, hey, look, like uh, like my man said, more food for us. For us. All right, listen, uh, let me have All right, Stephen F. Jones, uh, pastor, the pastor, excuse me, pastor, don't want to be disrespectful. He says, Brother Jay and family, peace and blessings to you all. Once again, you all have outdone yourselves. I love the last two topics, last two segments. He said the last two to- se- se- ooh, the last two segments were golden. Thank you, Pastor. Appreciate you, <laughs> Shelley from Terre Haute, Indiana. Amen, brother. I am a female, uh-huh. and I agree. Sometimes, no, 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 no. Listen, I am a female, and I agree. Sometimes we as females take things too far. Kudos to the female on the panel for her comments. See, Vanessa, somebody said something wonderful about you. Yeah, she's from. I went, lived in Terre Haute for four Thank years. Thank you. Yeah, Indiana State University. Yeah. Oh yeah, there you go. There you go. Uh so yeah, Shelly, if you ever saw a uh oh, never mind. All right. So Pamela from Austin, <laughs> Texas says typical men being men, unwanted sexual advances is sexual harassment, period. Stop. Point stop. Uh all the jokes at the end of the segment were appalling. I will not be back. Well, Pamela, sorry now. Uh, you're lost. All right. Yeah, sorry, Pam, <laughs> sorry. Well, yeah, we're really gonna be, that, we're really gonna miss you, Pam. Somebody said send the picture in. I'm just joking. See, we can get. Oh, 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 no, we're not. Sorry, Pam. I know. I'm Pam. sorry. Well, I, I yeah. want to give her something to not go to the show for because that just that's just weak. <laughs> for what we said, we can't tell people that they're pretty or something. That's that's weak. Uh, yeah, it is. Bye, Pam. Mm-hmm. Have yeah. a nice day. All right, uh, from yeah. I mean, she's gone. I mean, I don't know if she she can hear us now, but if she can, I do have her. Well, I have. I can reach her on social media. I'll, Pam, you'll hear from me after the show. All right, uh, Hayden uh, from uh, Los Angeles. What comment y'all made that made her say she wasn't coming back? What comment? I don't know. Okay, let me read it again. She says, "Typical men being men, unwanted sexual advances is sexual harassment." Point. Period. Point. Stop. All the jokes at the end of the segment were appalling. All the jokes at the end were appalling. I will not be back. So I don't know. Well, anyway, listen. Bye, Pam. Okay. All right, Hayden from hold on, hold on. Hayden from Los Angeles says jokes, jokes, and more jokes. Unbelievable. Oh, Hayden was a hater too. Well, she didn't okay. say she's didn't say she was going to leave. All right, Rachel, uh, <laughs> St. Petersburg, Florida. Can I say this? Okay. Let me see. All these women got their. Pe- I mean, got their. Underwear in a bunch. Be happy that someone thinks that you're attractive. Stop this insanity. Hey, let's get some hand claps for Rachel. Yay, Rachel. Thank you, Rachel. And Marietta Music has checked in. Oh, God. She says, Jay, Uh 
Mr. Elias, no. Jerome, I accuse you all of being truthful of how beautiful I am. <laughs> <laughs> she says, you all must resign immediately. <laughs> she says, now I will pay it forward. What you say, Jerome? I said, because we told the truth, we got to resign. Yeah. She said, being truthful, how beautiful I am. Boy, you are vain. She said, now you all must resign immediately. She says, now I will pay it forward. Y'all are some good-looking brothers, too. I will officially resign from Marlin today. LOL, have a great week. Well, well that's not totally true, Marietta. We need to, mock, we need to uh, ban her from the show. <laughs> yeah, you're done. Don't come back. I'm not reading anything else that you uh, put on the show. Oh, my yeah. God, we're getting out of control. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that last comment was kind of crazy. All right, all right, so uh, you know what time it is, folks. <laughs> Five, four, three, oh, the first lady dazzles on election night in a... Tell me what you want me to do. Allegedly, Jerome, you're the black of the United States of America. How beautiful you are. I don't... All right, so anyway, uh, it's time for all the need to know basis. Group 
everybody in his age group is back in Biden, but he wants to go with Sanders. And just like Kavina mm. Man said, there are some black people who don't like black people. I'm not saying that yeah, about... That's true. I'm not saying that about about Jackson. All I'm saying is that some people like to be on the out, other side of black people just in case we lose. So I don't know what his strategy is in this, but, you know, hey, we got to cover all bases. So I ain't mad at him. All right. Now, um, Maine vote, voted um, last week to keep strict laws that will force parents to vaccinate their children, even if they have religious objections. So the voters in Maine were asked whether they wanted to scrap a law due to come out in 2021 um, to stop parents from objecting to vaccines on religious or moral grounds, and they opted to keep it in. Wow. I don't know how I feel about that, but that's a whole nother story. All right. George Conway, the husband of Kelly Ann Conway, who is a senior advi- uh, advisor to Dotard Trump, he said that he donated $2,800, the maximum amount of money that you can donate to a campaign in a primary, to Joe Biden's campaign. He tweeted that Thursday night that he actually donated. Yeah, because a lot of Republicans, even in South Carolina, crossed over in some of those open primaries. They were telling them to vote for Sanders, and they actually crossed over and voted for Biden. They want Trump out of there. The Republicans want him out of there. So, mm-hmm. Kell- Kellyanne Conway's uh, husband came through and um, <laughs> and, and um, supported. You know, I don't know what that game is, but their book is probably going to be pretty good. Now, Pierce Bush lost the Republican primary in Texas, despite Lauren Bush. Um, com- uh, he was campaigning for his congressional bid, making him the first Bush to lose in Texas in 40 years. How would you like to be the first one of your family to lose? He's like, we can't lose wow. him. Yep. So Pierce, I guess it's Pierce Bush, uh, looked to um, set to finish in third or fourth place in that Houston race behind two Trump loyalists, despite being endorsed by the Republican incumbent and having his sister, Lauren, help him on his campaign. Mm. The Bushes done lost Texas. That's all I want to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Don't jump on me, Vanessa, for that, because I know uh, she. I know she liked the Bushes, but it seems like they lost Texas. <laughs> now, um, Trump associate. Uh, no, they're Black not Water. my favorite people. They are. They're not my favorite people. I didn't vote for them. Oh, but, but yeah, hey. yeah, right. And that's why he lost. Houston that's Brown. What, what you say? I said Houston Brown. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, Let's see. Uh, okay, so Trump associate in Blackwater founder Eric Prince, who is also the brother of Betsy DeVos, the education secretary, um, they, he hired British and American ex-spies to infiltrate the, camp, the Democratic campaigns, according to a new report that just came out. So he's a security mm-hmm. contractor, a former like Navy SEAL, who has close ties to the Trump folks. Obviously, um, he recruited former American and British spies to perform a sting on operations to infiltrate Democratic organizations, according to this report from the New York Times. They reported this. And so they said he re- recorded this um, former MI, uh, M16 agent from Britain and to help him in 2017 
run a sting on the Michigan headquarters of the American Federation of Teachers. And during that sting, the operative operative placed inside that organization, um, her name was Marisha George. Um, I think she was, what, 23? She copied union files and taped conversations that were held in that office. And she also was said to go undercover in uh, Virginia for Abigail um, um, Spanberg's congressional campaign prior to her election. They're running mm-hmm. counterintelligence in the people campaign. You should go to jail for that for a long time. People do that generally in campaigns, but when you start hiring professionals to do that, they they should they, they wow. should put a law up against that. Yeah, they do. Yeah, because that 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 is really tampering into elections. Now you don't know what you don't know where Eric Prince money comes in. He he owned Blackwater, so <laughs> out of all the stuff that they've been doing, um, you know we. They, they need to. I, I'm sorry. There needs to be a law against that. Is all I'm saying. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Now a, a black. Oh well. You know what? Before before I um, go any farther, I don't know if you guys have the latest delegate count um, for uh, for this year's election. So the delegate count was Biden has 664. And Bernie Sanders has 500 and, oh gosh, I think it was 550. He has 554 and he and Biden has 663. So even Did California with the rest, come in? Yes, I, yeah, it's still coming in. They keep a running count. So you can go on oh, okay. MP, NPR's website or the New York Times has a current count of the delegates as they start clearing them. But even if, even if Sanders wins the rest of the delegates that's outstanding, Biden is still going to have more delegates in California. So, technically, um, he won California. Sanders won California, but Biden's going to probably have more delegates. Blue Biden. What'd you say? I said Blue Biden. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right. So, um, a black Starbucks, um, what they call barista, in Houston's airport was paid less um, than their white counterpart co-workers, according to a union report. Now, so that new report wow. from the labor union, Unite Here, outlined a stark racial pay, de- pay gap amongst black and white um, employees at Starbucks inside of Houston's George Bush International uh, Intercontinental Airport. Do you believe they still really <laughs> trying to get away with that these days? The union yeah. blew them out. I can't. Wow. Yeah. What you say? That's crazy. That's <laughs> unbelievable. I'm like, yep. really? Really? Yeah. They still play pay them less. Now, New York Knicks drew their smallest home crowd in over 13 years in their team's first game mm-hmm. since B vowed to boycott the team's remaining games this season. And if you don't know that story, Spike Lee, just like entertainers generally, go through a different door. They probably go through the door that the employees go through. So Spike Lee has been going to the garden since the late, no, probably the mid-70s. His father used to take him when he was really little to New York Nick games. And um, he spent over $10 million in season tickets over the years. And they wanted to make him go out the security gate, go back. After they scanned his, after they scanned his ticket in the arena, 
to go out and come through the doors where everybody else comes in? And Spike said no. <laughs> so the owner said to Spike Lee at the game, we have to talk. And he said, I'm not talking to you. Talk about what? Because if my payment was late for my season tickets, y'all be calling me. Y'all didn't call me to tell me y'all had no policy change. So anyway, mm. Spike is standing his ground on this one. It is not going to happen. All I right, don't blame now, him. I don't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, now a Walmart... Oh, guys, this is going to be a little disgusting story. Probably should have saved this one to last. But um, I don't know if you guys saw some guy licking ice cream, at that Bluebell ice cream in Walmart. And he that was in Texas. That yeah. one is in Port Arthur. Yeah. yeah. He licked it and put it back in the freezer. So they gave him 30 days for doing that in jail. He was 24 mm. years old. Wow. Yeah, I don't know what he was thinking. All right. Do y'all now, know um, since the ice cream licking thing, I don't know about y'all, but since the ice cream licking thing, do y'all know I only buy the little bitty ones like when you were in elementary school and they all wrapped <laughs> up in the block in a bag? Uh-huh. That's the only ice yeah. cream I buy now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that you have to rip open? Yeah, and it's got, like, yeah. chocolate on one side, like five cups of vanilla, five cups of chocolate, and it's got a bag yeah. zip locked up. That's the <laughs> only ice cream I buy now. <laughs> she was. Hers vacuum sealed. Yep. <laughs> now, mm. now re- researchers have discovered a list of 12,000 Nazis who lived in Argentina in the 30s, including many who hid stolen money in Swiss... Who who hid stolen money in Swiss banks. So a uh, long wow. forgotten list was found in a in a storeroom of, of a former Nazi headquarters in um, in Argentina. And um, it handed the Nazi hunt, hunters the Simon Wiesenthal Center. They, they track hate groups as well. But um, although Argentina is better known as a, uh, a refuge for exiled Nazis after World War II, Many lived there in the 30s while a pro-Nazi military regime was in power. So many of those records were burned by that pro-Nazi group that the, all these Nazis were in um, <laughs> in Argentina. So in, in wow. 1943, they took power and burned all the records so that you don't know that a bunch of Nazis was there. Now, there, there was well, a couple got, of shows. clowns hanging Nazi flags here, man. That's yeah. funny to there me. Was some sh- there were some shows that kind of um, – had a theory that Hitler left and went to Argentina because they had a bunch of Nazi bases. It's kind of like looking at Poland and and all of these places that the Nazis had, and then once they dispersed, they act like it was only Germany. It's like, no, hmm. you guys were supporting them fools, and um, so Argentina was one of those countries that has a lot of Nazis. It killed all the in, mm. most all of the indigenous people and the black people who are in Argentina. That's why they're all. That's why they all look white now. That should be kind of amazing <laughs> to everybody that white folks are primarily in Argentina, but the indigenous people they pretty much killed them all because they had a bunch of Nazis there. <laughs> wow. That's, that's, <clears throat> yeah. All right, Jerome. We have time for two more, brother. Two more. Two more. Yeah. There's a, there's a Rolling Stone article about Soledad O'Brien, who was the former CNN anchor, um, mm-hmm. and it it says that. It, it really needs to be talked about. But Soledad, 11 years ago, was a senior employee at um, at CNN. Her boss's boss brought her into the office. This is Jeff Zucker. Zucker, um, And he yelled at her about her multi-part series, Black in America. And what they said was, Zucker told her that um, it's 
not just black men who experience police brutality. That's everybody. And he wanted her to stop talking about it. And the soldier dad got fired wow. for that. Oh, wow. Mm. The same yeah. soldier that O'Brien's married to a white dude. Okay. Yeah, that girl. All right. Got it. Right. But she, but All right, man. One was, more. Yeah, but she was doing her mm. Black in America series. And they didn't like the fact yeah, that she was talking Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. So she got... Yeah, I so, do remember that. Yeah, she got killed for that. I mean, got kicked off for that. You know, um, oh. LeBron James said that if there's no fans in the crowd, he ain't playing. As the NBA right. wants teams to prepare to play games without fans, <laughs> LeBron says they'll be playing without me. I thought that was pretty <laughs> funny, and uh, he is not playing. Yeah. No. I don't think I he is. I blame him, man. What do you want him to do? Give the tickets away for free? I mean, I don't no, know. No, no, no. They don't want anybody there. Because of coronavirus. Yeah. Well, that's the reason why. Because of the coronavirus. So. Yep. All right, Jerome. Hey, man, that was a kind of that was a good one to end on, man. That's right. And we need to be be mindful. Twenty seconds. Wash your hands for at least twenty seconds. Take the necessary precautions, folks, uh, to try to prevent yourselves from being exposed to this thing. Even though you know nothing is a hundred percent, but you know try to be prepared. It's time for our final thoughts, ladies. Are first Vanessa Mae Belly from the Macanelli final thoughts. Um, I just love y'all. I thank y'all. I was upset when I thought that Jay wasn't going to have his show because I, I look forward to it. I wrap my life around it on Sunday mornings sometimes. So uh, I'm just glad that we had the show. Thank you, Jay, for going that extra mile for getting it. And let me tell y'all how long it will take to wash your hands. It is the happy birthday song. You're supposed to, you're supposed to wash your hands anyway, but it is the birthday song. When you sing that song, that's long enough to wash your hands. So y'all have a blessed week, and, and Jerome, thank you for uh, your show, and let you know I love you. Mwah. Y'all have a good week. Well, back, back at you. Jerome, man, final thoughts. You know, I was going to say, uh, I was going to give you another song, but um, drop it like it's hot to wash your hands to, but I realized that we are already getting tr- in trouble this, on this particular show. So I am not going to say that. I'm just going to say, everybody have a good week, and we will see you next week. <laughs> 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 the man who gets the first and last word here on the serious side, the one and only Mr. L.E.S. Man, final thoughts. <laughs> look, 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 folks, here, here it is. Um, get out and vote, because if you don't, you get the same stuff you have been getting from, from the last three years, and I, I don't know if anybody can stomach the lies and the deceit that we put up with, but I know I can't. That's why the Republican Party right now is causing voter suppression. They're shutting down voting polling places so that you, you'll become frustrated and not vote. I don't care how long it takes. Voice your opinion and get out and vote, folks. If it takes me hours to vote, guess what I'm going to do? Take those hours and stand my big ass in line and vote because that's what my that's what my predecessors and my ancestors died for. So I would be ashamed and remiss not to vote and not to tell you to vote. So get out and vote and hey, vote vote your conscience because if you keep voting for this stuff we got, they, they want this guy to become a, a monarch and a king. My final thoughts are, this is my last show, The Serious Side. It's been a pleasure working with you all, and God bless <laughs> you all. <laughs> and on that note, Mr. L.E.S., if it's Sunday, <laughs> we're talking serious stuff. What time is it, my friend? <laughs> it's time for The Serious Side of the J. Wow. Show.
Oh, folks, we love you. We love you. And there's not a damn thing you can do about it. So for Jerome, for Vanessa, for Mr. Elias, and my boy Johnny D, I'm Jay Riles saying have a great work week. Remember, for Sunday, we're talking serious stuff. It is the serious side. See you next week, folks. God bless. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.